Welcome. We're so glad you've taken this opportunity to grow your faith by listening to this teaching. At CLC, it is our heart to see every believer equipped to fulfill the plan that God has for your life. For more information about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. Now let's hear some faith-building teaching from Pastor Neil McGeever. Everybody believing with me that we are going to get revelation this morning. Amen? Yeah. Amen. All of us, including me. <laughs> Amen. And I've been studying this for a while, and I'm excited to hear what God has to say this morning. Amen? Yeah. Glory to God. So my sermon is no barriers, no fears. No barriers, no fears. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um, when Pastor Gwen has mentioned this, when she was in, when she was in Edmonton, she was going to see uh, Jesse Duplantis. Her and, and Barry went and saw Jesse Duplantis on the Monday night. And at the end of the service, uh, Jesse Duplantis specifically got Pastor Gwen to stand up pointed to her and got her to stand up her hands and he had a word for her and not only is this word for pastor Gwen but it is for us as the the church the congregation that she leads so I want to read this word to you and I'm going to be talking about this word our our role in this word amen okay so this is the word from Jesse Duplantis it says Tell her I want to do a lot of things for her, if she will let me. He said, because I see your heart. I see where you want to go. I see what you want to do. And there have been some barricades. I, Jesse, saw in the spirit. He said, I'm going to knock them down this year. I'm going to get rid of the obstructions. Things will begin to flow to you a lot easier. Remember that. And tell her, I start tonight, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. Now, we have already seen barriers start to come down. Have you noticed the flow of the prophetic during worship over the last couple of weeks? That started happening after that Monday. The barriers are coming down. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, Pastor Gwen has been anointed with the leadership of this church. She is the founder and the senior pastor of this church, and it is, God has given her the responsibility to lead this church. And God has put some things on Pastor Gwen's heart. Some, one of the main things <clears throat> is that eventually we're going to be running an airline. Not just have an airplane. We are going to be running an airline. We are going to be running an airline where we're able to sell seats on flights, but for missionaries that need to get up north, where it's extremely expensive. I don't know if any of you follow Bill Prankert on, online, but um, they had an emergency situation where a pastor reached out to them that they've, they've ministered to and ministered in, her, in their city before up north where they had some suicides and um, so they sent Jacob's, I think it was Jacob's parents up there because she was, she was exhausted. And I think it was two, two suicides within two or three weeks um, of each other. And she needed some help. 
She needed some help, so she called Bill Prankert, and they got, they got Jacob's uh, parents up there, but it was $15,000 to get them up north into, just to fly, just to fly. So, like I said, Pastor, on, on Pastor Gwen's heart is to have this airline where we can get missionaries, we can get um, Bill Prankard and, yeah. and all the teams that they want up there ministering to all of those cities. We want to see that happen. Yeah. We're believing for that to happen. Yeah. Pastor, it's been, God has put it on her heart. Another big thing that, that is happening that is, um, has been on Pastor Gwen's heart is that we're going to have our own building. We're not going to have to lease a building anymore. We're going to have our own building. Yeah. Bill Prankard, um, um, the Lord had shown that to Pastor Gwen. And then if you see in the Welcome Center and back in the Fellowship Hall, we have these posters up where Bill Prankard, not knowing anything about that, I do believe, yeah. At the point that he gave that prophecy, not knowing anything about it, he prophesied about that building, that we don't have to be concerned about it, and, but that we praise God for it, that, it like, that it's already happened. So those are some of the things that God has put on our heart, or put on Pastor Gwen's heart. Now, as her congregation, we are part of that. Amen. We are part of that. Amen? Amen. Uh, Pastor, okay, you can... Do whatever you want. You are the founding pastor. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you, um, if you missed it at the gym last Wednesday night, Pastor Heather talked about being part of the body. And it was an amazing, amazing 15 minutes. Um, I believe we can get, um, people can get the uh, recording. You just have to reach out to Abigail. Um, talk to her about getting the recording because we, we don't broadcast it online, but we do record them. So if you want the recording of it, if you want the recording of all the gyms that we've had so far, there's been three so far, um, you can reach out to Abigail and she'll be able to get you... Pardon me? Oh, the link is in Messenger. There we go. We're learning something. See, we're getting revelation already. <laughs> Praise the Lord. In Messenger, if you're on Facebook. Glory to God. And if you're not on Facebook, please reach out to Abigail and get it. It was so good. All of it's been so good. You see, God, <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. This was given when somebody heard the vision. So this was given to Pastor Gwen when somebody heard the vision of the airline. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? Everybody will be able to see it if we put it right here. Yep. Sounds good. Hallelujah. God is a God of abundance. He knows no other way. He is a God of abundance. He can do anything. He can do anything. What looks impossible in our eyes is never impossible in his eyes. Amen? Amen. So Jesse DePlanis' prophecy over Pastor Gwen was about the barriers around us so that things can happen. Amen. Right? What's our part in that? 
we have to make sure that there are no barriers in our life to be part of the body of Christ here at Celebration Life so that we can be doing our part in the body of Christ. Because when all of us are doing our part in the body of Christ, then we get to see things happen, like the prophecies that have been happening and the words of encouragement that have been flowing out of worship and during our, our services. Amen? Amen. The uh, Pastor Anne last week, the word that she had at the end, helped a lot of people. Yes, it did. Helped a lot of people. Praise the Lord. Those barriers are coming down. But we have to allow the barriers to come down in our own life. Um, One of the... Sometimes we think that we're not too important in the body of Christ. But the Bible says that even the parts of the body that we think are minimal and not important should be given great honor. That's right. And that they, they're, they're just as much a part of the body as every other part. Amen. We can't, the body cannot function without all of its parts. That's right. Think about this. All of us have toes on our feet, right? Yeah. We have five toes on each feet. And, and they, they seem like they don't do much. They just kind of hang there. Ladies get to paint their nails. That's there and make them look pretty when they have their sandals on and that kind of stuff. Guys, not so much. much. But think about this. If I didn't have my toes and I needed to reach for something and there was a barrier right here, I can't lean forward like this without my toes. I would fall on my face right now if I didn't have my toes. They're just as important, important as my calf muscles to help me to stand, as my, th- as my thigh muscles and all the parts of my body, the bones in my leg and my knee joint and my ankle joint and all those little bones in your ankle and your feet. But if I don't have my toes, I can't lean forward and, and, grab, and reach out and grab something. I mean, if I had sandals on right now, you'd see my toes. They're all curled up and tense right now <laughs> so that I can lean out forward like this. There's no part of the body that is not important. No part of the body that is not important. There is no part of the body that is not important. The part that you bring to the body is important. Amen? Amen. Now God is a God of abundance. Amen? Amen? And we're going to look at some of his abundance in the Bible. So I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6. If you hit Deuteronomy, turn right. If you hit Judges, turn left. <laughs> Joshua chapter 6. And we're going to be looking at verses 1 to 5. So basically, Moses is dead, Joshua's in charge, and it's time to take the promised land. Amen? Amen. And I can't remember if this is the first um, exploit, or if it's, but it's definitely the most famous exploit of them taking the promised land. Okay, so we're just going to read this. 
Joshua told him to take off his shoes, and he's about to tell him something. Okay? Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. No one went out and no one came in. What that means is that they closed, they had walls around Jericho. And they closed all of the gates. They made sure they were locked tight and nobody was going out from Jericho and no one was coming in because they knew, they knew that Israel was coming to get them. Okay? Now, um, I have had the privilege of going to France once in my life and touring France when, back when I was a, a teenager. And I got to go to a place on the uh, west coast, north, I guess northwest coast of France called Le Mont Saint Michel. So basically Mount Saint Michel. It is the only place in France that has never been occupied by enemy forces. It was never conquered. And basically, it's a place off of the coast of France that's on a mountain, and it has walls all around it. Now, back in World War I and World War II, the only time you can get to it is at low tide, when um, the kind of the walkway or the roadway was, wasn't covered by water. But when you look at it, there is, it is impenetrable. Now, Le Mont Saint-Michel is up on this small mountain, and it looks amazing, but they can't, like, the, the Nazis, anybody could not get into it. They had, they had a, basically a fortress there that was all impenetrable, and nobody could get into it. Nowadays, there's a road out to it that never gets covered by water, but you, you cannot get into it. That's what Jericho looked like, okay? To give you a picture, Jericho had these huge walls around it, impenetrable. It looked like it was impossible, right? Because you think about the army that was in Jericho, inside, defending it, all they would have to do is stand up at the top of those walls and they would have to, you know, shoot their weapons at the Israelites and basically they had the vantage point, right? Yeah. They had the vantage point over the Israelites in the natural war that was about to happen, if it was a natural war. But this wasn't a natural war. This was not a natural conquest. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. They haven't even done anything yet. And he says, I've already given it into your hands and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall compass the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt do thou six days. So basically, they're already, they've got their weapons, and they're about to take, take, take um, Jericho. And the Lord says, put down your weapons, and walk around the walls. Once a day, Every day for six days in a row. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. Le Mont Saint-Michel. You can see it right there. So they put some berries down at the bottom, but the original is that part up at the top, at the top of the mountain. Completely impenetrable. Amen? Awesome. 
And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. And the seventh day ye shall compass the city seven times, and the priests shall blow with the trumpets. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city shall fall down flat, and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. This is a God of abundance looking at what in the natural looked like an impossible situation, a completely impossible situation that we may see barriers at. But God didn't see any barriers there. He saw his purpose. He saw his promise. He saw his will taking place and happening. So, Think about, the, think about what's going through the Israelites' heads. Like These were the, the men of war for Israel, right? That were, had to go and do this. Put down your weapons. We got some trumpeters out front. We got the ark out front. And we're going to go around the walls once each day. And then on the seventh day, we're going to go around the walls. What was it? Seven times? Seven times. We're just going to walk around them and not say anything. Not do anything except for walk around seven times. And then when we're done, the trumpets are going to blast. And when you hear that trumpet blast, you're going to shout at the top of your lungs. And then the walls are going to come down. Okay. <laughs> Think, like, amen. The amen, right? But in the natural... That's a huge, like, what are you doing, Lord? But we have a God of abundance. Yes, we do. And they shouted, and those walls came down, and they took Jericho. Amen? Amen. No barriers. God doesn't see barriers. Amen. God does not see barriers. Amen. He sees opportunities. He sees his plan. He sees his purpose. He sees his will being happening on this earth. But we're his hands and his feet, right? So we have, it's, it's in us to do. We have to be his hands and his feet. Yes. So if we're putting up barriers, then we can't be his hands and his feet. We can't be that part of the body that he needs us to be for the body to function wholly. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I was going to go to Ezekiel, but I think I'm going to skip that. So what's the biggest barrier there ever was? Sin. The biggest barrier there ever was was sin. Adam falling from the grace of God and walking a life dead to God, and then perpetuating that throughout time, right? Because Adam and Eve were both spiritually dead, and, and there, in the natural, there was no way to fix that. There was no way to fix that. God 
did not see barriers there. He saw opportunity. An opportunity beyond what he had with Adam and Eve. To take it beyond. When Jesus came, that took it beyond the relationship that Adam and Eve had because it can never be taken away. It can never be taken away because the, in the process of Jesus dying on the cross and rising again, Satan was defeated. Death was defeated. And therefore, we can walk in him in that pureness. Right? Amen. Amen, amen, amen. So let's go to, there's three versions of this in, in the Gospels. Let's go to Mark 15. Mark chapter 15. Mark chapter 15. And we're going to look at verses 34 to 38. Mark chapter 15, verses 34 to 38. And it says, And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. Ooh, wow. Which is being interpreted, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you know why he said that? Think about what Jesus did here. This is an impossible situation that God is remedying. He doesn't, God doesn't see any barriers. Jesus had never been out of perfect communion with God his Father, ever in his life. Right? Before he came to earth, he was in heaven with all of the Godhead bodily. He, he lived as God there with no limitations, no barriers or anything like that. And then he came down and was born of a virgin, Mary, which broke that cycle of being born into death spiritually. So then he could do as the Lord had him to do, do as our Father had him to do, and he was walked perfectly on this earth, which gave him the right to be able to be that perfect Lamb of God that could die for us. And in this moment, in this moment, God, or sorry, Jesus, for the first time in his life, became separated from God. Why have you forsaken me? Because at that moment, he took all of our sin on his shoulders, on that cross. And God can't be in the presence of sin. But because he was perfect and in our place, and he was human, he was able to be that perfect lamb and be that final sacrifice. No barriers. Amen. No barriers. God has no barriers. He knew exactly what needed to happen. If you look in Revelation, it says that Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the beginning of time. God knew what was going to happen. He knew there would be no barriers to bring us back into, into relationship with him. Mm -hmm. 
Amen? Amen. He knew. He didn't have to look at the natural. He only needed to look at the spiritual. He knew what needed to happen there. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 35, And some of them that stood by, when they heard it, said, Behold, he calls on Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. Verse 37, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And look what it says here in verse 38. And the veil of the temple was rent or torn in two from the top to the bottom. Hallelujah. Amen. So why is that so significant? One, I'll say, it's in three of the four versions and the gospels of Jesus's death on the cross. It's in Matthew, Mark, Luke. And it basically says exactly the same thing. Up until that point, they went to be with God in the temple. And in the temple, in the very center of the temple, was what was called the Holy of Holies. And that was where God was supposed to live. And there was this massive veil. I've heard reports that it was like thick, thick. And it, and it hung there. And there was, there was no possible way for people to be able to tear it. The priests would go in once a year after they've been um, sanctified and, and um, cleansed and all that kind of stuff. And then even then they would tie a, a rope around their ankle in case they didn't, they didn't do it perfectly and they died in God's presence and they could drag them out. But the very first thing that happened was that veil was torn in a way that could never happen in the natural. It could never happen in the natural. It was torn from the top down to the bottom, never to be put back together again, opening the way for us to come into relationship with Jesus. Amen. Oh, glory to God. No barriers for God. No barriers. Amen. Now, spiritually, no barriers for us. That's right. No barriers Amen. for us. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. No Praise barriers for us. We can walk and talk with God just like we in the natural walk and talk together or sit down and have a meal and talk together because that veil was torn. That is the abundance of God. That is the abundance of God that we're seeing firsthand in our lives. We now are the holy temple of God. He resides on the inside of us so we don't actually have to go to a place and go past a veil to talk with him and to be with him. He comes with us everywhere that we go. Amen. The abundance of God. Yes. Oh, the abundance of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, Glory to, God. to God. Praise your name, Father. Yes. That is his abundance. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> So we see these feats of abundance in the Bible. We should be encouraged by these feats of abundance in the Bible. Because God wants to do the same thing in our lives. 
Amen? We're supposed to be part of the body. Remember at the beginning we talked about the prophecy from Jesse Duplantis and we talked about the, the, the two main things that God has put on Pastor Gwen's heart. We all have a part in that. Yes. Now, we have seen God's abundance in the Bible. Do we believe God's abundance in our own life? Do we believe God's abundance in our own life? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. He can take away any barrier yeah. in our life. Yeah. Mm, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Just like it was, it was said during worship, we have to be underway. Yeah. We have to be moving. We have to be walking towards where, where the Lord is directing us. Right? It says in Psalm 119, I think it's verse 105 or 115, one of the two. It says, His word is a lamp unto our feet, so it shows us where we are, and his light, and and his word is a light unto our path. It shows us where we're going. That's the abundance of God. There's no barriers there unless we decide to erect some on on where we think the path should go. Amen? Amen? In our natural minds, We have barriers. We have limitations of what we can comprehend. But if we walk beyond that and allow him to be guiding our course and walking with us, so making sure that we're underway, we're walking with him, we're going, we never stop going forward. If we never stop going forward and we have a heart towards him and we choose to trust him and allow him to to correct that course where there's no barriers, it's an easy correction. Yeah. It is a simple correction. Yeah. When a ship gets underway, they don't go for 50 nautical miles and then take a bearing to see where they are, to see if they're on course. They're taking bearings and they're bearing, um, that's a nautical term. Um, they... They check where they are on the map. It's called a chart in naval terms. They check where they are on the map by doing cross-references from known uh, points that they can... I won't even get into it. (laughs) They check where they are on the map by doing navigation, basically. I'll say that. All the time. They're constantly taking what they call bearings or checking where they are on the map all the time. Because if they're constantly doing that, then the correction is easy to get back on course and stay away from the rocks. Stay away from the bad currents. Amen? Amen? So as we choose to let him do that in our lives and we get out of our head where there are barriers, we can then walk barrier-free. And then we become that full part of the body that God needs us to be, to be the toes so that we can do the leaning forward, whatever we need to do. Amen? Amen. And we can see these visions happen for this church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're going somewhere. God has a path for us. Yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. He has a great path for us. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. <laughs> we need to keep our focus on the eternal, not on the natural. When we look at the natural, that's where the barriers start to re-erect themselves. <laughs> right? We've torn them down, and we're walking along, and we're like, okay, and we hear what God wants us to do, and then we're like, okay, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And every time you're saying, how am I going to do this? There's another barrier kind of building up in our own lives. Amen? But when we get out of our head and we trust the Lord, those barriers disintegrate like the walls of Jericho. And we get to walk the path that he has for us and let him do the correcting. He does the navigating for us. Right. He does the navigating for us. He shows us where we are and where we need to be and shows us how to get back there. And if, and if we are... Or we, if we are submitted to him, that's an easy process. Yes, it is. It's a joyful process. Yeah. It is a joyful... To be corrected by someone that loves you is a joyful process. Let that sink in for a second. (laughs) Yeah. Your flesh might not like it. But your spirit does. Because your spirit, regardless of what your flesh is freaking out about, your spirit wants to be in the will of God. Always, always wants to be in the will of God with no barriers to it. Amen? Hallelujah. (laughs) We be and should be the body of Christ functioning as a whole unit with Jesus at the head. Amen? Seeing what God wants in every day of our lives happen. Think about this. Think about this. If we come with no barriers to a church service and we're believing God for whatever he wants to do and we come in faith, trusting him, not in our minds, in our spirit, no barriers of what he could do, what he could accomplish at a church service, doesn't matter whether it's Sunday morning, Wednesday nights, curry cook-off. Let's take the curry cook-off, for example. It's not a typical church service. It's an outreach. But as we come as the body of Christ, each of us doing our part in that, we're going to get to see salvation happen. And exactly, healings, deliverance, people opening up to us saying, talking about their lives and things that are going on and us being able to pray for them and believe God with them, that they're healed, that the anxiety's gone from their life, that they're delivered from depression, that they have wholeness in their life. Exactly. She's preaching my sermon right now. Praise the Lord, Pastor Gwen. Praise the Lord. Hope. And love, can you imagine somebody's eyes being opened to the love of God, the pure love of God? I believe it. Hallelujah. 
when we come with no barriers, allowing God to work in us in faith, we take our part. We share his love. We may not be the one that actually talks with the person and, and leads them to the Lord, but we certainly had a part in it. Glory to God. If we're all doing our part, the body functioning in one, that's when God works in his power and authority here on this earth. We are his hands and his feet. We are his hands and his feet. Amen. And when they're working, they get something done for the Lord. They get something done with the, for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's, let's turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. Hallelujah. If you hit Ephesians, go to the right. And we're going to look at verses 4 to 11. Philippians chapter 2, verses 4 to 11. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verse 11. Look not, at starting in verse 4. Look not every man on his own things. Oh, interesting. Don't look at yourself. Don't be concerned about yourself. Get out of your head. But every man also on the things of others. Hallelujah. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And now, that's verse 5. So let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So, What's that saying? It's saying the mind that was in Christ Jesus, let it also be in you. And it's about to describe it. Who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. I was already talking about this. He was, sorry, what's that, Pastor? Amen. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Verse 9. Wherefore God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 10. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, things on the earth, and things below the earth. Hallelujah. That takes care of everything. Amen. Hallelujah. The spiritual realm takes care of us, takes care of the devil. Everything. At the name of Jesus, everything shall bow. At the name of Jesus. Verse 11. And there's more. And there's more. 
every tongue should every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Hallelujah. So I have two questions for you. Is Jesus' name the name above every name in your life? Is Jesus' name the name above every part of your life? Every aspect of your life? And more importantly, question number two. Is Jesus Lord of every part of your life? Is he Lord of every part of your life? God's been talking to me about this in my life over the last little bit. And we automatically we think of grandiose things. Oh, is he Lord of my life? Am I going to do great things for him? But think about this. Your family or your friends or yourself or whoever, you're about to sit down to watch your favorite TV show. It's on... Um, for us, we like to watch the baking championships. So right now there's a summer baking championship coming on. So we like to sit down as a family and watch that for an hour. It's fun. Get to see great creations and all that kind of stuff and cooking. And, and I get blessed by that because they get ideas and they bake things. And, <laughs> and it's a wonderful thing, praise the Lord. But is, is Jesus Lord of my life at that moment? where I get this unction inside of me. Go and look at this scripture. Just, just take some time by yourself with me and look at this scripture and meditate on the scripture. I want to show you something here. <laughs> is, is he Lord of your life in that moment? When he <laughs> is he Lord of your life in that moment? Is he Lord of your life when it's the end of the day, everybody's ready to go to bed, but there's dishes in the sink, and he's telling you, go walk, bless the rest of your family. Ooh. Selah. Pause and think about that. Is he Lord of your life in that moment? Is he Lord of your life when you're ready to go to bed, you're tired, but he's just reminded you of something that you forgot to do, that you need to do. Are you going to be obedient? Break down those barriers and allow him to be Lord of your life. See, when this is true, there are no more barriers in your life. There's no hesitation. There's no second guessing. There's no, did I really hear the Lord there? Because you know his voice. You're his sheep. And you know his voice. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want to see abundance in your life? Let him be Lord of your life. You want to see provision like Pastor Anne was talking about today? Let him be Lord of your life. 
You want to tell somebody about Jesus? Let him be Lord of your life. You can tell them about all the great things that he's done in your life and the abundance that you've seen in your life. But then you get to include that happens because he's Lord of my life. My life is not my own anymore. It's his. Completely. Totally. Absolutely. No holds barred. Take a flying leap off the bandwagon of myself and embrace him wholly, completely and walk in the abundance of his ability. Glory to God. Glory to God. You see, as part of this body, he puts things on your heart to do as part of this body. And when he's Lord of your life, you say, you are Lord, let's do this. Amen? And we see God happen. We see his purpose happen. We see his will fulfilled on this earth. We see people saved. We see people set free from yeah. oppression from demonic um, oppression and possession. We see people set free from sickness and disease. Yes. We see people set free from depression and anxiety. Uh -huh. We see people set free from pornography and addictions. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. See, there's no barriers for provision or strength or ability or time or experience. Because God, if God's put it on your heart, everything is there in his abundance for you to be able to do it. You may not know how to do it, but know the one who does. And you know that he lives on the inside of you. And when he is Lord, we allow that to happen in our lives. Okay, Lord, I'm here. Let's do this. That sounds awesome. Let's do this. Glory to God. See, you're not looking at yourself to fulfill those needs. To take care of that stuff. Remember at the beginning, it says, Let, look not every man on his own things. Verse 4 of Philippians 2. Don't look at your own things. We don't have to be concerned about our needs. We look to him. And when we look to him, that allows us to bless others, to minister to others, to, to be used by God to allow people's eyes to be open to the love of God. That's an amazing thing. That's an incredible thing. No barriers. No barriers. No barriers for an airline. Amen. No barriers for a new building where we can have more people. No barriers to get people where God wants them to be in this amazingly vast nation to spread the gospel. We all have a part in that. We all have a part in that. Amen. We all have a part in Sunday morning services. We all have a part in the gym. We all have a part in men's group. We all, well, the men have a part in men's group. Even the ladies, they can be praying for it. Everybody has a part in ladies' group. Everything that we do 
within the walls of this church, everything outreach that we do outside of the walls of this church, we, every single one of us, have a part in it. Amen. We need to get out of our head, allow those barriers to disintegrate like the walls of Jericho. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you for listening today. We hope you have been strengthened and encouraged by the message you've heard. To hear more from our pastors or to learn more about Celebration Life Church, you can visit our website at celebrationlife.ca. You can contact us by phone at 604-594-7327. Or you can write to us at Unit 2A, 13139 80th Avenue, Surrey, B.C., V3W3B1.